This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, August 26th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Pretty good, how are you? I'm doing alright, doing alright. Early morning here uh, for another one of our live shows. Uh, I'm doing a live Field of Streams broadcast with the chat and everything going on like we do Friday mornings. Also joined by a guest uh, this week, uh, the return of Alex Chamberlain from Rotographs. Alex, how you doing? Good, how about you guys? I'm good, I'm good. Alex, you surviving this uh, Portland heat okay that we've had for the last week or so? Yeah, it's been crazy, and yeah. I uh, I don't have AC, so I'm just oh, boy. I'm doing my best. Um, yeah. It's not so bad lately, but yeah, those few days that were in the, the hundreds yeah. were pretty bad. Uh, found out when we had you on in May that you and I both live in Portland, and uh, yeah, over the last week, I feel like we get about one week a year where you need AC, and you know, which means you don't really need AC, but right, it, right. it has been that one week of being pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's been bad. Yeah. When I lived in Minnesota, it was like that, too. You'd get, like, one pretty bad week, like, mid-upper 90s, and the rest of the summer is beautiful, like, rarely above 85. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, we've had that. We've checked that box for sure. Um, well, <laughs> we are going to look at DFS options for tonight, Friday, the 26th. Uh, there's plenty. There's 15 games to pick from. There's a ton. Um, Brad is, of course, running another Daily Grind Invitational. Uh, we'll post That's the link right. there, uh, in, in the, in the post. It's on, on his Twitter, baseball team. Uh, Brad, how are the, uh, daily grinds going? Uh, they're, they're going well, uh, this week. Uh, we've been at DraftKings all week. And I started out the week well, and then my last three games have been really bad personally. <laughs> and I've noticed that everyone's had pretty bad scores. Like, even the winners, they're up around, like, 130, which is kind of pretty low for a winner in a contest. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we'd have, like, 12 of the 20 people would have scores of, like, 90 or less, which is kind of unheard of. Thanks. So it's been a weird week, uh, a lot of low-scoring lineups that we're all going in on the same incorrect stacks and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, it's been all funny. <laughs> well, if you want to join Brad and other Rotographs listeners playing some D- DFS over at uh, DraftKings, check out that link. Uh, and, and like I always say, you can use Brad's own picks against him. Uh, after listening to the show. Yeah. I, I, I try to go against my own instincts for that very reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check out that link. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got two pieces uh, of baseball stuff on on my, you know, list to talk about before we get into picks. If you guys have anything else, too, um, we can. Uh feel obligated to talk about Matt Moore going eight and two-thirds of a no-hitter last <laughs> night. Uh, I didn't watch it. I did check that box score and have to look closely. Uh, I wasn't in on Matt Moore just because, I mean, the no-hitter isn't that surprising. It's just that he walks the world and has so far uh, as a giant. But um, it, I don't know. Brad, did you have anything from this specifically other than, yeah, he still has it somewhere in there? And a little bit Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my takeaway. He's a infuriating pitcher to use yeah. in fantasy because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Sometimes he's, you know, he's had these five walk starts a lot and things like that uh, with the Giants lately. Alex, are you a Matt Moore guy at all? I've always like, no. liked him. No, not at all. No, no, not at all. No, uh, no yeah, I, I'm, I've never really been on the train, and I don't think I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be on that train. So, oh man, for me, it's always like if you have enough strikeouts, I'll always be a little bit interested, <laughs> and he does that. Um, but it's been tough with San Francisco lately. I think it'll draw some people in. 
Um, need to see a little more consistency, and, and it'll be interesting, you know, if they go to October and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. For fantasy purposes, I think the strikeouts are they distract people from the, the real issues. He's got the uh, average at best command, sometimes it's minus, and then his stuff doesn't really engender itself to great results. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. Yeah. But even even the strikeout rate's not that impressive, too. Right. Right. Like, he, he's never been, like, the, the 10K per 9 guy that I well, think... Well, everyone still remembers his debut right. Right. out of the bullpen when he was very impressive, and that was back when 11K per 9 was absurd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we just look at it like, whatever, 11K yeah. per 9. Yeah. yeah. I- interesting guy. Not boring. But, uh, yeah, a big game on, on Thursday for sure. The other one I, I had, I sent this to uh, Brad, hadn't sent it to... Uh, to Alex, but um, Jason Kipnis uh, messing with Rugnetador was on Deadspin. Did you that see this? That was funny. That was good. It, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not <laughs> baseball news. Not, not baseball news, but I laughed a lot. Uh, if you good. didn't see it, um, Rugnetador did a, a kind of a takeout slide on, on Jason Kipnis at second base, and when he pops up, Jason Kipnis backs away, like acting like he doesn't want to get punched, making fun of him for the Jose Bautista thing. The video's worth watching, especially because... Uh, the Rangers bench thinks it's the funniest thing in the world, including Adrian <laughs> Beltre. And even uh, Rugnetto Dory laughed, so it was a pretty funny joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sense that Adrian Beltre finds a lot of that stuff funny with his teammates. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's an enjoyable guy. Um, Brad, did you have anything baseball-wise before we get into this DFS stuff for uh, for Friday? Um, Murray hit the, the big one, and then uh, Kipnis. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex, you got anything you, you, know, you want to... You want to talk about before we jump in here, or uh, anything you take away from this slate just looking at it ahead of time? Yeah, so I, um, right, so last time I was on, I mentioned that I don't actually do DFS often, and I haven't done any this year, but I remember in my limited experience with it last year, I, I tried to do my best to not force myself to play a bad slate, and I feel like today is a bad slate, um, especially from a pitcher standpoint. We have maybe six reliable options yeah and 24 junk options. <laughs> it's which, like and there's, there's like no in between which makes like all of the hitter decisions like kind of up in the air right. and in a, in a draft kings lineup your second pitcher is uh you know you're throwing darts at this point yeah. so it's a it's a hitter heavy day is the way we would spend that uh oh, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of hitting options, and especially Fridays are always weird because there's 15 games. It's just a lot, you know. Uh, it's a different beast, for sure. Um, I, we'll dig a little bit in the pitching, but I would agree that it's light. I wrote down eight guys to talk about. Uh, usually I write a lot more than that to at least talk about. So uh, we'll see. We'll get there. Between us, we can come up with some options, but it's, it's <laughs> not great. Um, so we start at catcher. Again, there's a, there's a million options. We'll, we'll try and narrow it down for you a bit. Uh, Brad, who are you looking at at catcher for Friday? So one of the first places I'm looking is Brian McCann. Uh, uh, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, Gary Sanchez has kind of made a huge name for himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to be popular. Uh, they're up against Giovanni Gallardo, by the way. It's at uh, Camden Yards, good place for power. Um, Giovanni Gallardo is not a particularly good pitcher. Uh, but getting back to McCann, I like that he will probably be overshadowed by his teammate and thus should be a little less owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also is a fly ball hitter going up against a ground ball pitcher. And, you know, I like that combination. It tends to favor the hitter. Mm-hmm. And 
so sometimes, especially when I'm looking at these fly ball ground ball splits, I'll take a look at the uh, batter pitcher data, even though I don't really believe in it, just just to see for smell tests. And McCann has hit pretty well against Gallardo in just like 12 plate appearances. Uh, but he has a home run and uh, a couple hits besides that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it all really lines up well for McCann today. He's one of the top guys I'm looking at. He's 3000 on FanDuel and 3600 on DraftKings, both really good prices. Yeah. No, I like McCann. I definitely had him written down. I like you mentioned his ground ball, fly ball, that kind of stuff. Uh, had a question in the chat already on the show. If you want to chat uh, while you're watching, you can join us there. Um, about that exactly, about, you know, not McCann specifically, but liking those kinds of splits and looking at that. Um, so I had McCann written. Do you, I, I agree Gary Sanchez is out of this world right now. Um, if you wanted to pay for it, would you consider Sanchez in this matchup as well? Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly a matter of price for me is, is the main turnoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had him. Uh, who else do you like a catcher? Uh, speaking of pricey catchers, Russell Martin, the regular cleanup hitter for the Blue Jays now. Mm -hmm. uh, forgotten about that terrible cold start to the year. It took forever. Uh, he's up against Pat Dean, who's not a good pitcher. Uh, he's kind of like a better version of Adam Morgan, which is really not saying very much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, he, he's a little less homer prone, and he still allows a ton of hard contact. Uh, so Martin should have a lot of good opportunities. He has... Encarnacion and Donaldson and Batista ahead of him, Tulowitzki behind him. Uh, seems to spell plenty of runs to me. Uh, yeah. Should be a good day for them. Yeah, and Pat Dean probably won't go deep, won't do great, and then Twins' bullpen is nothing special either. So, right. yeah, uh, I like that. Um, Alex, who jumps out to you on the catcher list? Anybody, uh, any of your favorites at the top of the list? Yeah, at the top of the list, I actually like Wellington Castillo quite a bit, and that's because... Brandon Finnegan sucks. Um, <laughs> and I think he's got that platoon split. I checked yeah. last night, but now I'm not remembering. So, yeah, he does. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Castillo, I I kind of like the Martin play. I'm looking at Posey, uh, ninth in price on DraftKings, only 3,800 against De La Cruz. Mm -hmm. Don't even know who that is. Joel which is bad. Cruz. Yeah, which is bad on me, but I don't really care. Yeah. Um, because that is a great price for a guy who is probably going to get lit up by the numbers that I saw. Um, I liked lower down as a deep play Tucker Barnhart okay. um, against Braden Shipley. Barnhart doesn't really pop out as someone who's going to put up big numbers, but I think Shipley's a pretty soft matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Shipley as well as the D-backs bullpen, who we've mentioned a number of times being exploitable, I guess is the word we can use today. Exploitable is the uh, yeah. the D-backs bullpen. Um, yeah, uh, Braden Shipley has not really established himself in the major leagues at all yet. Uh, and Tucker Barnhart, if you want to punt it, catcher, is a totally option, a totally fine option by me. Uh, Brad, do you like Tucker Barnhart at all? Yeah, it was one that I had my eye on. Uh, didn't really draw my attention as much as McCann, mm -hmm. and uh, the prices aren't so different that I didn't think I could upgrade mm -hmm. a little. Sure. Um, I had, uh, other than those names, uh, I like those guys. I wrote Yasmani Grandal getting Mike Montgomery. And Mike Montgomery is one of those interesting pitchers we'll get to later, I'm sure. But uh, Grandal can handle lefties, you know. And so I, I don't mind that at all. If you're, if you're thinking the Dodgers stack and thinking Mike Montgomery might not, not go that deep, I think Grandal is a, a reliable option for sure. I also had... Uh, I had Wellington Castillo getting Brandon Finnegan, um, as well as uh, Alex. Did you say Wellington Castillo or Wilson Contreras? Did you say Castillo? I said I said Wellington. 
Okay, yeah, you had it right. I have them next to each other. WC's uh, on the list. Yeah, I like Wellington for sure. I like him getting a lefty. And then I wrote Wilson Contreras getting Bud Norris uh, right below that as well. Um, and I'm just not that sold on Bud Norris at all. Uh, he, he sh- like showed some signs a few times, but for the most part, I'm like, no. I think there's a there's a Cubs stack here. And if you want to go Miguel Montero, that's fine. But Wellington's... Er, Wilson Contreras, again, I'm confusing my WCs again. Uh, Cubs catcher should should be just fine. Both of them should be fine. Um, Brad, did you have any other catchers that you were uh, interested in? No. Nah, I think we covered them. Yeah, Alex, anybody else for you Need, needs to be mentioned? I, I actually think I like Evan Gaddis a little bit, too, with that platoon split against Smiley. Smiley, the uh, horrifically homer-prone mm-hmm. Drew Smiley. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm fine with that, too, having a That's... not a good year. That's kind of a boomer bust because he oh, still yeah. he still does have that nice base runner control. So it'll be um it could be like a two strikeout one home run kind of game for Gaddis. So yeah. that would be lower on my list, but he's a little bit intriguing as well. Yep, and he gets a lefty. I'm I'm paying attention for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll move on to first base. There's always a bunch of options at first base, especially in in a day like this. But uh, Alex, who's your favorite at uh first base? Who's sticking with <laughs> you? Yeah. So, like, the whole top ten at first base on DraftKings <laughs> is lefties, and they're yeah. all they're all great matchups. I think I like um, I think I like David Ortiz most at his price point okay. against Ian Kennedy. But honestly, you could do almost anyone. It's more a matter of who I wouldn't take, and who I wouldn't take is probably uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Probably wouldn't take Brandon Moss. Okay. Edwin Encarnacion, but almost any lefty, like Votto, Rizzo, Ortiz, uh, Davis, Chris Davis against Sessa, I would uh-huh. do any of those, I think, at those prices. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot to pick from. Let's talk about that matchup. Uh, I have that at the top. Chris Davis, as well as Pedro Alvarez, who we've in the past talked about being the cheaper poor man's Chris Davis. He's been hitting well enough lately. He's not that much more of a poor man's uh, option. Uh, but there's two lefty sluggers, similar profiles, getting Luis Sessa. Brad, you got anything on Luis Sessa making the start for the Yankees? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, let me pull the page back up. Yeah. He's, uh, so I can give you a little more detail. He's been... uh, the, the, the main thing is he throws hard, yeah. and I, I don't really know if he has other redeeming qualities besides that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have much major league sample with him. No, not really. He was in the bullpen through six scoreless last time, but it was in Anaheim. So whatever, you know, uh, interesting guy, but not one I'm shying away from. Uh, I'm fine with taking, you know, those Orioles sluggers there. Um, I like David Ortiz for sure. He gets Ian Kennedy. And again, we'll talk to him about him when we get the pictures more. He's been on fire and I don't know if you guys are buying at all on Ian Kennedy, uh, zero seven, nine ERA in his past five games, just in the middle of a really good stretch, but it's the Red Sox offense. It's Fenway. I, you know, it's probably going to be a tough day for him. Um, so if you want Ortiz, I'm I'm okay with that, uh, for sure. Um, as for the other big guys, I mean, Miguel Cabrera gets Ricky Nolasco. It's a green light for me, you know, uh, obvious one. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt gets Brandon Finnegan, gets a lefty. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's good most days, but gets another lefty. Uh, gets a lefty, that'll be fine. I wrote Chris Carter getting Ryan Vogelsong. That's nothing special either. You know, could, can run into one and uh, he's a whatever pitcher. Um, but trying to look a little bit deeper, um, do you guys like, uh, Brad, do you like Mike Napoli getting Martin Perez? Yeah, so that was one of the matchups I was going to point out is, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Napoli and Carlos Santana, both yeah. good options against Martin Perez. Yeah. 
Martin Perez is still whatever. Rangers bullpen is fine, but that's a that's a fine matchup. And then um, the cheap option, in you know, kind of cheap option, first base for me. Are you thinking about Josh Bell getting Matt Garza? Are you a Josh Bell guy at all, Brad? Yeah, I, I like Josh Bell. I kind of, in a really rough sense, I look at him almost as a, a better Eric Hosmer uh, in terms of what I expect today. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of power on most days, but it's there. It can happen. Mm-hmm. And then you have complete discipline. You have ability to spray multiple hits. You're up against Matt Garza. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good matchup. It's a good park. Uh, there's really nothing to like. He's so cheap on FanDuel, too. Yeah. I'm not a huge Josh Bell guy yet, but I like guys that get Matt Garza, and I like cheap options, especially something we don't do at first base that much. And if you want to build a lineup where you're going for cheap at first base instead of taking one of the studs, uh, Josh Bell is interesting to me. Um, Alex, are you a Josh Bell guy at all? Uh, not really yet, mm-hmm. um, but I'll give it time. I'll yeah. give it time. I'm not going to write him off. But yeah. um, I also don't see him on DraftKings at all. He's, he's an uh, outfielder on DraftKings. Oh, okay. All right. Because I see, I see Jaso. And I actually wrote down Jaso, but I didn't know if he was going to be playing today. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. The other three that I liked were already said. I liked uh, Alvarez, Napoli, Santana. I think those are all pretty good matchups at those price mm-hmm. points. Yeah, there's it's first base. There's a million places to go. That's kind of why I like Josh Bell is being like, oh, a cheap option because you know, and I like Jay so fine too. Whichever one gets in, it's just oh, cheap options at first base. All right, uh, Brad, did you have any first base when we didn't mention? Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head at the start. It's a day of. Who don't you want to use? And it's really not that many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Belt's another option. Uh, Victor Martinez is another option. At, at this point, I think my approach is to try to figure out who everyone is touting today and talking about and recommending and just picking one of the guys who's a little less uh, less popular. Sure. And when, uh, when there's so many options at a position, usually first base, I often fill it last. I do my rest of my lineup of, of the guys I really like, and then get to first base and figure out how much money I have left and who fits that that I actually like. Uh, that's my strategy. Don't have to do it that way. But first base is usually that position where I'm like, I'll figure it out later. There's plenty of places to go. Um, somewhere not quite as deep. Let's let's move on. Second base. Uh, Brad, who are you looking at at second base? Uh, might as well start with Ryan Dozier. He's basically mm-hmm. been the best hitter in baseball in the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against Francisco Liriano, likes those lefties uh, traditionally, and games in Toronto, good park for power. So mm-hmm. uh, he's hot. He's got a pitcher who's been pretty shaky this year, and then that's uh, you know, a good park for him. Yeah. Uh, going a little further down the list, I like Nationals up against Jeff Hoffman. Uh, Hoffman's a good prospect. I don't know that he's really major league ready yet. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road for him the rest of this year uh, going into next year. And Nationals have two good second basemen, uh, Trey Turner and Daniel Murphy. Uh, depending on the site you're using, they're both expensive and they both have good matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with guys like that, especially Dozier, the only problem is there's too many uh, green lights and that'll make them too popular, you know? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with this pick at all. It's Not great. Other than it's so good everybody will be doing it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's a good one for sure. Um, I love Dozier, and the Nationals guys should be fine. Um, it's also yeah. hard to overlook Jose Altuve, who mm-hmm. somehow is like the twelfth most expensive yeah. second baseman on yeah. DraftKings. Uh, that, that's going to be really popular today, just because it's so underpriced. That's uh, up against Drew Smiley, who, as Alex mentioned, uh, good at controlling the running game and runners. 
in general, but does give up home runs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And Altuve suddenly hitting home runs this year, so it should be fine. Um, Alex, who do you have at second base? Yeah, I, I looked at a lot of the same guys, so not to rehash any of that. I kind of like Gene Segura, and I think this is just continuing my trend of an Arizona stack against Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that theme is probably uh, going to continue throughout the day. I liked Kipnis. I liked Altuve. I liked Turner. Um, I actually was, despite my hype about all the hitters, I actually wasn't as thrilled with this crop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I think if you wanted like a name brand guy lower down, you have like Pedroia, Kinsler, Kipnis, all in like the twenty, the twentieth most expensive range against not especially challenging matchups. Kennedy, Nolasco, Perez, like those are all, those are all cakewalks, relatively speaking. So I think you have options if you want them. I'm just not as thrilled by the ones that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, Gene Segura, and I like Gene Segura. He'll have the platoon advantage against Brandon Finnegan. He's preferred righties this year. I think he can handle it. Um, Brandon Finnegan had that like awesome outing last time against the Dodgers, the one-hitter. I don't think I dislike him as much as you do, but I'm definitely not threatened by him. You know, And I think that like one-hit uh, outing might chase people away, and it shouldn't. Uh, and more importantly is uh, you get the Reds bullpen, and I think that's an even bigger plus for me than Finnegan is, you know, Segura can face the, the you know, the Cincinnati bullpen, and it's in Arizona, so I, I do like that, and I, I like a lot of the, the D-backs guys, especially getting a lefty today. Um, yeah, I, I think one a, of the... Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to point out it's a fun bullpen matchup, the Reds versus the Diamondbacks. So bad. They're both oh, so right. bad. I I was gonna say that the the one asterisk is that they he faced the Dodgers mm-hmm. and the Dodgers are the worst team in baseball against lefties whereas the Diamondbacks are the best team against these this season so a little bit of a a little bit of a a, a shift for him going to this start <laughs> yeah. I think yeah I like Brandon Finnegan okay but it's it's a bad matchup it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be a bad time yeah uh, I also wrote down D Gordon getting Jared Kozart because why not I mean D Gordon's not as exciting you know back from his, you know, making his return, but it's totally fine. I have no problem picking on Jared Cozart at all. And then uh, I wrote Ben Zobrist getting Bud Norris, because again, I just don't believe in Bud Norris that much, and Ben Zobrist is apparently, you know, ageless and fine, and the Cubs will be fine. There's nothing exciting about that pick, it's just I believe in the Cubs stack going to L.A. Brad, did you have any second baseman we didn't mention? I think that about covers it. I don't know if we name-dropped Matt Carpenter, but mm-hmm. I'm always a fan of his uh, anytime he's affordable. And uh, he's up against a lefty, which should make him more unpopular, even though he's not that much worse against lefties. Yeah, no, so. I, I like that, especially in a big, uh, big day. He's, yeah, and it's Ross Detweiler. Like, I don't think that all of a sudden Matt Carpenter's right. not going to know what to do against Ross Detweiler. Yeah, uh, it, it's not Robinson Cano against Chris Sale. It's Ross Detweiler. Yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> Uh, Alex, anybody you need to not leave behind before I move to third? No, we're good. Okay. Uh, I'll let you start at third. Who's sticking out to you at third base that you were thinking of going with? I think this is a little bit of a risk. And again, this is the Arizona stack. But, mm-hmm. you know, despite his slump recently, I like Jake Lamb. Okay. Um, especially at his price point, which is only 3900 yeah. I think Finnegan is essentially, uh, uh, well, I'm actually rethinking this now. <laughs> I'm rethinking this now. No. Okay, you know what? I'm going to move past that. I'm going to move past Lamb for a second. I'm going to say Jose Ramirez. I really like Jose Ramirez today okay. uh, yeah. against uh, Martin Perez, who I don't know why the Indians aren't getting the time of day from 
DraftKings today, but they're all very cheap against Martin Perez, who is not not really that good. Um, yeah, he's so, particularly bad against righties. Yeah, he, so he does I, limit home runs. That's a small redeeming quality. Yeah, uh, he, he gives up all those hits, uh, you know, on the ground in in play in the in the park, you know, for, which I guess is better. Still, still not a great option. Yeah, uh, and Jose Ramirez handles lefties, handles everything. Apparently, should be uh, just fine. I had that written down. Um, who else do you have on your list, Alex? Right, I said Lamb. I'm not super thrilled with that one at this yeah. point. Um, I also like Eduardo Nunez a little bit. Also, not super thrilled, but mm-hmm. against De La Cruz, um, I think it's a, a good matchup for him to exploit. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I mean, you have the three at the top who are like kind of obvious with. Norris Dean, or I'm sorry, not those are the pitchers with Bryant Donaldson and uh, Arenado against Gio Gonzalez. I would even consider that as well, yeah. um, but I I don't really think those are as attractive uh, as maybe one of the cheaper options. Yeah, if you want to spend at third base, there's always ways to do that. Uh, Donaldson gets a lefty, and you know Pat Dean, that's you know gold star for that if you can afford it. Uh, Machado gets a lefty, and Gio Gonzalez, who's been whatever, you know, like, that's a gold star for that, I'll be fine. Um, Chris Bryant gets Bud Norris, sure, why not? A third base is kind of loaded. Even, you know, if he's third base in your format, Manny Machado gets Luis Sessa in Yankee Stadium, sure. You know, there's there's studs at third base, but if you want to go deeper, uh, I like Jose Ramirez, um, and Eduardo Nunez is interesting. Uh, Brad, who are you thinking about at third base? Uh, one of the guys I'm focused on today, Wilmer Flores, tends to back clean up against lefties. Mm-hmm. And he's 4,200 on DraftKings. That's, I, I think that's a fine price. It's not something I'm very excited about up against Adam Morgan. Uh, 2,500 on FanDuel, and that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, the, the Mets lineup is pretty bad, but Morgan's worse. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have run potential. He's going to have home run potential. And on FanDuel, at least, he's really cheap. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm really liking him today as a, an option that's a little more uh, down the list. Yeah, and he, and he hits lefties, that's for sure. You know, uh, I like that uh, as well. Um, anybody else sticking out to you at third? Uh, Alex Bregman's turned into kind of a throw-my-hands-in-the-air pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's relatively affordable if I'm trying to find a, a semi-bargain who has some big upside at the position. Tends to start, I tend to start to gravitate towards Bregman. And uh, he's up against Smiley. Uh, there's a chance that the Astros go off against him, and Bregman might be a big part of that if that yeah. happens. I like that. I like that. He'll be an interesting 2017 pick, I feel like, because yeah. we don't really know. I mean, we've got another you know month and change to see what he really does, but uh, big ceiling, interesting guy. Uh, only other name I had at third base we didn't mention, and I usually try to force him at shortstop if you can, but uh, Jonathan VR playing third base. Uh, love VR well, pretty much every time out. He gets Ryan Vogelsong. Not worried about Ryan Vogelsong in any way. Uh, you know, if you play VR at third, if you can at shortstop, great. But I'd take him at third as well. Uh, dude, dude is a stud. Should be just fine. Um, Brad, is there anybody left for you that we need to get out uh, there? You can give a look at Jed Jerko. Uh, okay. Good power hitter. Yeah. Uh, he has weird splits this year. Don't worry about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just small sample stuff. He's yeah. a good power hitter. Like I said, he can him out, and he's up against uh, a beatable pitcher. Yep. He uh, so he, he, he's a, a pure GPP play. He's a home runner bust kind of hitter. Yep, but he can certainly run into him, especially against lefties. Uh, I agree. We had that talk a few weeks ago. Or hasn't hit lefties this year, but has a history of hitting lefties. Should be fine. 
Um, let's move on to shortstop, usually one of the tougher positions. Uh, I had six names written down. I had some options. Uh, Brad, what are you looking at at shortstop? So we already name-dropped most of the bigger names. Uh, Eduardo Nunez, Jonathan Villar, Manny Machado. Mm -hmm. uh, we like those matchups with our position. We like them more at shortstop. <laughs> I think we can pretty mm -hmm. confidently say. Uh, also like Brandon Crawford up against Joel De La Cruz. Yeah. Uh, we're a, a guy with solid power. Uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, speaking of that Indian stack, is just really underpriced. I don't know why you wouldn't want Francisco Lindor at 4000 on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, he should be extremely popular just because he's so talented and he's got such a great matchup. And then Troy Tulowitzki is the one that I really like, uh, batting fifth for the Blue Jays, so he's basically their last good hitter these days. Uh, but that should mean he has plenty of run production opportunity and uh, home run potential against Pat Dean. Yeah, uh, there's no reason not to like the uh, the Blue Jays stack against Pat Dean. Uh, I'm in there as well. Uh, Alex, who do you have at shortstop? Anybody sticking out to you? Uh, I didn't realize how much overlap there would be with uh, third base, but I had VR. Um, I have Lindor, Bogarts, Correa, all under 4,000 at DraftKings, which will probably make them pretty popular, but oh, yeah. with those matchups, like it's really hard to pass those up. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were heavily used, but I also don't understand why they're so cheap. Yeah. So DraftKings, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one I liked a lot, which is kind of random, especially amid that sea of great names, is Didi Gregorius against uh, Giovanni Gallardo. Yeah. I think he has a nice little uh, power play, so to speak, especially in New York. Um, so I think if you want to go cheaper, uh, but not... Bogarts cheap at shortstop, you could find uh, an option in Didi. Yeah. Didi Gregorius, I was the first person to be like, all glove, no bat, like can't hit. Like I was down on him. And I don't think that he's a stud at the plate, but he's definitely way past my expectations, you know. Uh, been doing fine. He's also at times been batting cleanup for the Yankees, which is just, I don't know if that says things about him or just the Yankees lineup now. Uh, yeah, but, lineup. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like, he's proved me wrong at least a bit. I mean, I'm not drafting him next year or anything, but he's proved me wrong at least a bit. And, uh, you know, the matchup against Giardo's fine. Like, yeah, I, I didn't write Didi Gregorius down, but I don't have a problem with it at all. His development's kind of like Brandon Crawford, and you see this at the position occasionally. Mm. Uh, it happens with catchers, too. Uh, it's just you have these defensive guys that get opportunities to hit, and you know, they're, they're professionals. They're going to tinker. They're going to try to figure out what works for them and their bodies, and some of them figure it out. Yeah. And uh, Gregorius has found some you know, mechanical fixes that make him a little bit better, yeah. uh, just as Crawford did before. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the first to say I was not in, and now I kind of got to be, at least respect it, you know, be like, all right, yeah, that's, you know, that's a thing. That can be fine. Um, I like that. I wrote down Jorge Polanco getting Francisco Lariano. Brad, are you a Jorge Polanco guy? Yeah, that was the last one I was sitting on. He's mm -hmm. a little odd for DFS just because he's not really much of a power threat at this point, and... Mm -hmm. I don't know that he has much confidence on the bases. Plus, he's facing a lefty, mm -hmm. uh, so he probably wouldn't run anyway. But he has—he puts everything in play. Uh, low strikeout rate, doesn't really walk a ton, and uh, that, that's sometimes good, especially for like a 50-50 type like Matt. Uh, should produce something, even if it's not one of the top production in the, mm -hmm. the format. 
Yeah, but I'm interested, and he hits lefties okay, and Francisco Liriano is whatever. You know, I think mm-hmm. that the Twins can score some runs uh, in Toronto today. Uh, although they might be tired from playing so much defense while <laughs> they get scored on as well. Uh, but that'll be an interesting game. But, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, I had two other names. Uh, do you like Zach Cozart getting Braden Shipley at all? Uh, Zach Cozart's been fine against lefties and righties this year, and, you know, Shipley's been so bad. Are you a Cozart guy? Do you like that, Brad? Yeah, I have no problems with that. I've been on board with Cozart as a kind of a patch-type player, mm-hmm. and uh, especially if he's playing at a hitter-friendly park like Chase Field. Yeah. I don't see an issue with that. Should be fine. Uh, and the last name I had at shortstop, a guy that I don't list a bunch, but Addison Russell's been so hot. Uh, is having a great month, and there's definitely talent there, and I'm, again, not that in on Bud Norris, and he can handle righties. Uh, you thinking about Addison Russell at all? Yeah, uh, he's he's so high, it's hard not to mm-hmm. at least give him some attention. Uh, that, that hot hitting at the same point uh, really pumps up his ownership rates, which, uh, you know, Definitely a downside to it. Yeah, especially uh, especially Cubs hitters, Cubs players. That'll that'll happen for sure. Um, Alex, do you have anybody at shortstop we can't leave behind? No, no, I, I'm good. Although I I I did think about Russell. I just think he might be a little too expensive. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it, it's I think it's a weird price point for him. Yeah, that, yeah that I, I get streak. it, but yeah. And, and I think you uh, guys are like me, where we're not buying too much on hot streaks. You know, it's it's they're interesting. They're worth noting. Right. They're, they're not predictive. I guess is the phrase we would use. Right. Uh, Unless you're talking about Chris Carter, I'm all aboard Chris Carter's hot streaks being predictive. Those crazy sluggers <laughs> like Chris Carter or Mark Trumbo or whatever that just get into a into a groove. You're like, okay, you know. But uh, you know, Addison Russell, talented. I'm I'm interested, but not necessarily all in. Um, okay, any any other picks left for you at shortstop, Brad? Okay, yeah. we, we want to guess rolling at outfield, of which there are plenty of places to go. Who are the top of the list for you guys? Brad, you first, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you usually call us out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, one of the guys I like kind of on his own, and we, we talked about some options in Sprade and Shipley today. I like Billy Hamilton. I think it's a good matchup for him, a guy that doesn't really strike out many people. Uh, should mean that Hamilton's going to put four or five balls in play today mm-hmm. and hopefully get a chance to run a lot, too. And that's what you're looking for there when you pick him. Uh, he's got a good price on Fandle, uh, Bargain, and uh, on DraftKings, he's a little more pricey at 4500 where he's not quite as attractive as a result. Overall, there's just you got a ton of stacking options. I like a Marlins stack as uh, something that should be a little less popular up against Jared Cozart. Uh, that would be Christian Yelich and uh, Marcelo Zuna in the outfield. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, just, it, it, this is a, an attempt to get some guys who aren't owned by a lot of people and uh, should still be very productive. Uh, Jared Crozart is pretty much uh, a very bad pitcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, It should be an easy win for the Marlins today. Um, are you, so let's knock out some of those obvious ones. Uh, Pirates outfield getting Matt Garza, green light, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yep. Go after Garza. Go after uh, Jeff Hoffman with Nationals outfielders. Yep. Uh, probably Bryce Harper and Jason Worth would be the top two for me. Yeah. And, and uh, Trey tri- Turner qualifies. Yep. I had that as well. Um, do you like Orioles outfielders getting Luis Sessa? Maybe Yansu yep. Cam. I mean, they're all good, but it's Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they're solid. Guy. Uh, Steve Pierce is getting a lot of reps in a good spot in the lineup, and he shouldn't be too popular. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he could be an option. Uh, also, like Cardinals against uh, Ross Detweiler. Yeah. Uh, be Stephen Piscotty, Randall Gritchuk mainly. Yeah, I have a gold star next to Stephen Piscotty for sure. Getting a lefty yeah. there. I love that. Um, and in terms of other obvious ones, any Blue Jays you like against Pat Dean? Uh, Jose Batista's back. Yeah, it, it's mostly Batista. The rest of their outfield is just not very good. Yeah. Uh, Mets outfield uh, should be, well, Jonas Suspedes will be very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other group, uh, which will probably be Curtis Granderson and Jay Bruce, won't be because they're up against a lefty. Mm-hmm. Adam Morgan's bad against lefties, too. And I know that Granderson and Bruce are cold. That'll just make them even less popular against a really bad pitcher. I think it could work out just it. fine. Yeah. And Cespedes, of course, totally fine there also. Yeah. Um, all right, Alex, who did you like in the outfield that's maybe not as obvious? <laughs> Among all those names? Um, yeah. I, I, liked George, yeah. I like George Springer mm-hmm. um, as someone who's a little more expensive, but again, he's got Smiley. I'm going with that righty versus smiley mm-hmm. stack. Um, I liked all of the, I like the um, the Garza stacks. I like the Detweiler and Hoffman stacks. Those are all fairly obvious. I do like lower down um, Brett Gardner uh, against Gallardo. I think that that could be a nice little matchup for uh, a pretty good price point. I think he's below four. He's four thousand on DraftKings, mm-hmm. um, which puts him like maybe a top thirty outfielder in terms of price. So I think that if you're trying to fill out the back of your outfield, uh, Brett Gardner is about as good of a pick as you're going to find in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, should be just fine. Uh, any of the, the Yankees guys are not that exciting anymore, but they're still usable, absolutely, especially against uh, Giovanni Gallardo, who's part of that Orioles rotation where you're like, how is this a like playoff-chasing rotation? It's so incredible. <laughs> but he, you know, he gets in there and makes his target go, okay. All right, um, I like that. I had Miguel Sano if he's an outfielder for you, or he's at third base. He gets Liriano, should be just fine. He's a little nicked up, but it's Liriano. If he gets in there, I'm okay with it. Um, I have the Indians righties who get in against Martin Perez. They, you know, two-thirds of that outfield comes in. Rajai Davis and Brandon Guy are both mashed lefties. They get Martin Perez. They, you know, that's a fine opportunity for them. Um, my last favorite name I had... Uh, in the outfield, Yasmani Tomas getting Brandon Finnegan. When Yasmani <laughs> Tomas gets a, a lefty, I, I have all eyes there. He's been good lately, but he's just, you know, he's crushed lefties all year. Uh, Brad, are you a Yasmani Tomas guy? Yeah, I'm in on the Diamondback stack in general. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we talked about the bad bullpens in this game. Uh, it's, I'm going to be pretty focused on trying to figure out if I want to share these stacks with other people, basically. <laughs> and in addition to Tomas, you got the return of AJ Pollock, who's very cheap on DraftKings, yep, 3300 yeah. Doesn't exist on FanDuel, just isn't <laughs> in their player universe. And then uh, Ricky Weeks often bats clean up against lefties, and he's having a fantastic year against lefties. Uh, sure. 69 plate appearances, over 1,000 OPS. Uh, it's small sample. It's going to regress. But up against Finnegan, uh, it doesn't have to be today. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like you mentioned Pollock, and I'm going to break fantasy rule number one of talking about your own team, but uh, drafted him, wept after I drafted him because <laughs> it went poorly, uh, finally dropped him halfway through the air, 
and he's coming back, and part of me feels like if I spent the pick on him, I should get him back automatically, but I stashed him a few weeks ago when there were words, you know, that he might come back, and now I have him, and I'm like, all right, you're going to redeem yourself. It's a head-to-head format, so I get you for the playoffs. Like, time to redeem yourself with this pick that I wasted on you. Uh, but the <laughs> point is... He's, same thing in our league. <laughs> yeah, the point is that he's back, uh, and, you know, it's... Not is his elbow, you know. We'll see. I don't know what to expect, but well, triple A. Yeah, talented guy. That's all I needed to see. Yeah, the legs are fine. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah he's I'm... gonna be fresh when everyone else is worn out. Yeah, so he, that's the way you and I are looking at it because we picked him up, hoping. Um, DFS will be interesting, you know. Definitely before his price, you know, catches up to who he is. I mean, in your other formats, if he's somehow sitting there, like grab him. He's back. He's gonna play. You know, the D-backs might be pretty much toast, but he's going to play and be fine. So I'm excited about Pollock. And I like that. I like Weeks. I like that whole stack's going to be fine uh, on Friday. Um, Alex, were there any other uh, outfielders for you that you felt needed to be mentioned? No, I think it's pretty good. And, yeah. again, this kind of harkens back to how much depth there is at all the positions. Yeah. I wanted to just spout off real quick while it's on my mind, and this isn't DFS related, but I think that there's a weird, like, bias with the fantasy community when guys – get injured or are suspended for long periods of time. And specifically, I'm thinking of D. Gordon and A.J. Pollock, mm-hmm. who are both like not not underrated, um, but kind of undervalued given that they were both universally second, first or second round picks this year in drafts mm-hmm. before getting injured and before getting suspended. And coming back, people are asking questions like, Devin Travis or D. Gordon? Um <laughs> Like Yasmani Tomas or AJ Pollock. And it's like, if you had asked these questions in April, we all would have laughed. Right. And I think it's that there's like this, there's this idea that guys suddenly lose their talents when they've been injured or suspended. Right. Um, so that was just this, my soapbox for, for sure. a bit because it's like, you know, Pollock at 3,300, I get it. He's been gone a while, but he's been, he's been rehabbing and there's no reason to not assume that he's no longer a first-round caliber pick this late in the season just because he got injured. Granted, right. there could be some there could be some hangover from that, and it could be a little slow to pick back up. But it's you know it's a weird like cognitive bias that the fantasy community has that I've sure. just observed recently. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I'm excited he's back, and that's why it's like go get him, don't sleep on him. Uh, especially you know in September, there's a, a lot of points to still be made. Again, head-to-head format, I'm like great, I'm gonna get you when I need you most. You know. Uh, no, I'm with you. And you just haven't heard much about D. Gordon. I'm like, why? He's back. He can still run. He'll be fine. He's got, like, yeah. what, 15 stolen bases already? Uh, does he? I didn't even know that. I believe I it, like, though. Yeah, I think he's on pace for, like, 40, 48 stolen bases. I mean, he's pretty much vintage D. Gordon, except without a 36 or a 360 Babip. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. And he gets Jared yeah. Gozart today. So, yeah, why not? Um, all right, let's get into these pictures. Uh, it's a little tough. Like I said, I had eight names written down. Um, let's start with the ace game. Uh, Brad, it's Felix Fernandez in Chicago getting Chris Sale. Uh, is it a green light for both for you, other than they face each other? Uh, I'm out on Felix right now. Okay. I see him be Felix again more than, you know, one outing or two outings. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that he's been solid lately, but he hasn't really impressed me as being all the way back. Okay. And so I'm out at his price point, uh, at least, and uh, especially up against Sale. Uh, 
I can see that. Chris Sale, though, is an option every time he's out there. Yeah, he's an option. I, I, I don't love that he's against Hernandez. I, I just said that I'm not in on Hernandez, but mm-hmm. he, he's still good enough to throw Chris Sale. Yeah. And so they, they almost cancel each other out. Uh, yeah. You can still take a gamble on either of them. They're likely to at least give you core numbers, if not better. Yeah. Uh, Corey Kluber going to Texas, uh, especially opposite Martin Perez. You green light there? Yeah, I, I like that for the win. Uh, so it's good for FanDuel. Uh, I'm not happy that it's at Texas. Kluber's a little bit homer prone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's not a good park for that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think he should win. He should pitch deep into the game. And uh, you know, it should be a fine matchup for him. The other quote-unquote ace I see, Justin Verlander at home against the Angels. Any hesitations there? No, none. Uh, Angels are you know, Mike Trout and, to a lesser extent, Cole Calhoun and Albert Pujols. So yeah. it's just nothing. Yeah, and Verlander's been fine. So those are the quote-unquote obvious ones to get out of the way. Uh, who are you looking at uh, on the mound beyond those guys, Brad? So David Phelps pretty much projects to be the best pitcher of the day. Yeah. Uh, he's right there at Chris Hale. Yeah. And he's up against the Padres. He should have an easy win against the against Jared Cozart, his mm-hmm. former teammate. And he he seems to have tra- transitioned just fine to the rotation. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at his stuff earlier today. There's three different fastballs. They all perform well. Uh, four seam sinker and a cutter. Uh, he's got a solid curveball. He flashes a changeup more so now that he's starting. Uh, has potential as a pitch. I'm not sure if it's going to be consistent for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could work out. Could make him a, a legit starting pitcher. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be you know, Carlos Carrasco good in terms of converting from bullpen to rotation, but he, he seems to be able to keep things going. I think he can go six, seven innings today, give you some strikeouts too. And he's always been fairly competent as a swingman, you know. Yeah, he's, he's gained three miles per hour this year, and that's really helped his four-seam perform. Yeah, I'm looking at a career splits, uh, three, four, nine as a reliever. 418 uh, as a starter, which doesn't light the world on fire, but you're like, okay, it's not like you can't start. You know, uh, it's interesting, and he's having a good year, and so far the transition's going well. I had David Phelps, uh, definitely, and just he doesn't have the star power name at all, hasn't been starting that long, and so I don't think people are that in, but so far so good. I trust that, and I'm not that scared of San Diego. Uh, they hit lefties, or hit righties a little bit better than they were early in the year, but they should be fine. Uh, Alex, are you in on David Phelps? Are you a David Phelps guy? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's hard for me to, to just buy in on a guy mm-hmm. in, in small samples, especially with such a poor track record. But you you look for things that might indicate that there's a change, and he yeah, he's gained like three and a half miles per hour this year. Yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I haven't really looked into it at all. So if someone has an answer, that's great. But till further notice, I'm going to assume that this is David Phelps. Maybe not like... 11.4k per nine David Phelps but you could roll out like a 9k per nine maybe and that's plenty valuable still especially for a guy who's essentially unknown like you said so yeah I like I love his I love his price point today his fastball with wise is right up there with the best of the league right now and it is a small sample but that's uh that's gonna carry you pretty far yep 2-2-8 2-2-8 ERA on the season. Obviously, a lot out of the bullpen. We don't, you know, expect that to sustain, but legal adjust a little bit. But cautiously optimistic, you know, and the matchup's fine. Go for it. Uh, I'm in there for sure. Um, Alex, who else did you like uh, pitching-wise that we haven't mentioned? Anybody looking uh, at? Well, top of the list, I, 
you know, if you don't want to go Kluber or Sale or Hernandez, I kind of like Stephen Wright mm-hmm. um, against the Royals. Um, coming off the DL, I mean, make of that what you will. I know some people are reluctant to start a guy coming fresh off the DL. Um, so I totally get that if that's kind of, you know, the way you want to play it. Um, <laughs> Drew Smiley, despite crapping on Drew Smiley all morning, he could, he's like the boomer bust option, I think, where you're either going to get a gem or you're going to get an absolute dud. Yeah. Um, at 8,900, I don't personally want to find out, um, yeah. but someone might. I'm sure plenty of people might. Well, um, and, and as bad as he's been, and he has been, he's still getting his strikeouts, still has 141 strikeouts on 144 right. innings. Like, right. There's a ceiling there. Uh, and the Astros whiff. Uh, I agree, I don't love it, but if you're playing GPP, like it's not going to blow me away if he has a good outing. Like, you can get your points there. So, right. Yeah. The two guys that I like lower down on the list, and I think he got a little bit of heat before. One is Mike Montgomery, mm-hmm. um, who... Since joining the rotation in his three starts, his record swinging strike rates above 13.5%. Um, he's not going deep into games, but I think if you're uh, in like a term- or tournament format, he's the perfect play because he has the potential, especially against the Dodgers facing a lefty, to just absolutely demolish them. Yeah. Like this might be this might be his game where he goes eight innings and strikes out like eight or nine guys. Like that's obviously like a best case scenario, but I don't think that's out that's out of the the, yeah. the realm of possibility either. Yeah. And I think the last guy who's fifth from the bottom at DraftKings is Luke Weaver, um, who just destroyed AAA uh, this year and now gets a pretty soft matchup uh, at home versus Oakland, mm-hmm. and he's only forty two hundred. Um, so I think if I was in DraftKings with two pitchers, I'm absolutely taking Weaver as my second pitcher. Yeah. Um, pretty much no matter what. He's has not been great in his two starts so far, but one he had to face the you know the Cubs you know in in Wrigley, and it's only two starts. And like you said, he's a, he's a good prospect, not a great prospect, but a good prospect. He's pitched well in the minor leagues, and the A's don't really hit righties. Like I'm not worried about that at all. I like that as a cheap pick uh, for sure. I mean, as a flyer, it might not go great, but I'm not. I'm not scared of the A's. Uh, Brad, are right. you on Luke Weaver at all? I'm not as in. Uh, I like Montgomery a little bit more as a cheap mm-hmm. play than Weaver. Uh, he he actually jumped from Double A. He had like one one or two starts at Triple A, so his big numbers came at Double A. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't really spend much time at the upper level. Um, I watched a little bit of his Philly start. He didn't really impress me visually, in a scouting sense, and. I, I usually try to look for that when I'm watching a prospect, uh, mm-hmm. see if there's some standout quality that really uh, should lend itself to that guy catching on immediately. And what I'm seeing from Weaver tells me that he probably needs an adjustment period, and that might mean a rocky outing against anybody, including sure. the Oakland A's. Um, but you like Montgomery. I want to get back to that, too. Uh, are you in here in, in L.A. for him? Yeah, it, it, the issue with the innings is a concern. I, I even in the, the top-end scenario, I don't really see him going past six innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cheap enough on DraftKings as a second pitcher. Uh, if he goes six innings, gets seven, eight strikeouts, one run allowed, he's going to produce more than enough points to justify his price. Yeah. Uh, and then some. Uh, so that, that's really what you're shooting for, especially in GPP. Uh, if, if you're thinking about getting eight innings from him, that's probably like a 1% type. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Ceiling. 
Yeah. Upper absolute ceiling. Yeah. But you know, mentioned that the matchup against LA is good. I, I I'm intrigued. I agree that the innings might be a problem, but I think the ratios could be fine. That's why uh so Matt and I are doing the Field of Streams contest, looking for Friday's really bad for, for guys to stream. Matt's going with Mike Fires against Tampa Bay, and I think it's just because Tampa Bay is not that threatening, and I think that's an okay streamer, but not a huge ceiling. I'm going with Mike Montgomery, not because I love him in DFS as much, but as a streamer, I think he can get the solid innings, even if it's only four or five innings, I think the ratios will be fine. Um, so I'm using that as, as my pick uh, for the Field of Streams contest. I have Mike Montgomery, and if he goes more, great. But the the you know the ceiling cap, the innings cap might make it a little tricky. Um, but I'm doing that. Um, I'm interested though. I, I'm interested. You know the price point uh, is right. Brad Bartolo Colon at home getting the Phillies. It's, it's just a fine Bartolo start, right? You know. Yeah. Auto win. Can go full game against Phillies, possibly. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just one of his normal six-plus inning games, uh, still should give you core numbers. Yeah. It's it's not a high-ceiling thing, and everyone's finally blows up, but I'm fine with that. Just another another Bartolo start. Should be fine. Thought about... Uh, couldn't stream him, actually. It was, it was over 50% owned for the contest, but uh, interested there. Um, the last name on the list I wanted to talk about is Ian Kennedy. We mentioned him. He's been on fire the last five games, making the Royals look a little bit smarter for signing him. But he goes to Boston. Is this a stay away for you, Brad? Yeah. Um, I don't pick pitchers against Boston. <laughs> just, just playing no way going to Fenway. If he were going, like, to Baltimore or something a little closer to neutral, are, are you believing Ian Kennedy at all? That, that that would still be a very scary matchup, but yeah. the Orioles would be, uh, they're volatile enough that yeah. sometimes they just roll over and give you 14 strikeouts. Yeah. Maybe a poor example. I'm just, I'm a little interested in Ian Kennedy. Uh, has been getting strikeouts this year, has had some interesting splits at times, but, you know, on a roll and it needs to be regarded. It's just too bad that, you know, running into to Fenway with it. Um, Alex, are you in on Ian Kennedy at all? No, not, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's just that he hasn't been giving up home runs lately, and that's not his M.O. Yeah. His M.O. is to give up home runs. So I think I'm not really willing to risk that um, yeah. to find out. Cause, yeah. That's something that you can know, correct he's given, up four, he's given up four home runs in a game twice this year. Yeah. And now he's given up two in like the last six starts. Yeah. Um, so there, it was probably a little bit of regression coming. Um, but at the same time, Ian Kennedy is who he is. He's always been, he's like, he's like Drew Smiley, actually. He's like mm-hmm. a high strikeout, pretty good, like, command guy, just an atrocious ground ball rate. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of a homer problem. And right now, he's not having as much of a problem, but it doesn't mean that it's, you know, not lurking in the wings right now. Yeah, that can correct, uh, quickly. When it, when it stays in the park, great, awesome. Uh, but when it doesn't, it can get bad quick. Um, Brad, were there any pitchers left for you we didn't talk about that you're thinking about for Friday? We could take a look at Gio Gonzalez. Uh, mm-hmm. That matchup against Jeff Hoffman, I think, should be a pretty easy win for him. Mm-hmm. That said, Gio Gonzalez, fairly mediocre as a pitcher, has his days. Uh, I think uh, early August had a really nice out against the Giants. Uh, if you catch him on the right day, he'll be productive, you'll be happy with your selection. He's cheap on DraftKings, just 6,100. I'd think about him as a second pitcher, especially in a GPP. True. Uh, There's a ceiling yeah. there, yeah, especially with Rockies on the road. So 
scary a little bit, but I could see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be comfortable making the pick, but you'll have some more money for hitters. Yeah. Um, Alex, do you have anybody that can't be left off the list? I mean, we didn't mention Jeff Samarja getting the Braves. That should be just fine, right? It's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, it, like I said, it's just it's just not that attractive of a crop. Yeah. Um, you have a pretty good crew up top. You got a couple of good options at the bottom. I think I just like Montgomery most at his price point, or just yeah. spend big. I like Phelps. I forgot about Phelps. Yeah. yeah. Brad, are you just bored of Samarja at this point? Yeah, he's. He's kind of like Gio Gonzalez to me, except that he costs three thousand more. Yeah, and so I'll just take Gio Gonzalez. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, for sure. All right. He does have the better match. Yeah, I'll give him that. The Braves. The Braves are kind of left-handed, and he's a little bit weak to lefties, but they're the Braves. Like I'm not worried about it at all. Um. All right. Uh, that should do it for us for Friday picks. Let's take a quick, quick uh peek at a uh, Saturday. Uh, and Sunday. Um, Brad, was there anything on Saturday's slate that stuck out to you? That you know, whether it's DFS wise or just watching some baseball this weekend. So, uh, Marcus Stroman's been really good in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see if how he'll look against the Twins. Uh, they're always kind of a, a volatile type matchup. Sometimes they uh, run really hot. Uh, Brian Dozier, obviously, incredibly good right now. Uh, other days they roll over and they let Tanner Roark strike. 14 times. Yeah. I'm still referencing that game because it's ridiculous. Unforgettable. <laughs> Unforgettable. Yeah, I, I agree. That changed my outlook on the Twins, and it changed my outlook on uh, Tanner Roark forever. Just one game. I, I also think this uh, Phillies-Mets matchup might actually be more interesting than it looks on, on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Sundergar versus Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, Mets are pretty bad right now, and Sundergaard yeah. uh, has these steel problems. The Phillies have some speedy guys, so if they go on base, they could uh, create some havoc. Yeah, Jeremy Hallickson is my field of streams pick for Saturday, getting the Mets, where I'm like, yeah, you know, he's not exciting, but that's a fine matchup for him. Um, Matt is taking Mike Leake getting Oakland, which Mike Leake is the typical boring streamer. You know, you're like, he could be fine against Oakland, he'd be okay. Not exciting, but did well last time. Um, Alex, anything on the Saturday slate stick out to you? Uh, again, either fancy-wise or just ready to watch baseball. I just like watching Carrasco work. Um, I would like to see more Disclafani, so I'll probably tune into the Cincinnati game, as boring as that will be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have been kind of big on Hellickson this year. I wrote about him earlier, and I think he's, he's made some interesting changes and he's actually a good pitcher right now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you, if I had to make a, an alleged pick, I would probably also go Hellickson yeah. for well, Saturday. Yeah. Good. That, that makes me feel better. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. for me, I'm betting mostly against the Mets, but, uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Been okay. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday, uh, Taiwan Walker, for some reason is 50% owned in Yahoo formats. That's right on the line. I'm taking him in Chicago against the White Sox. I realize he hasn't been lights out. I just, I'm fine with going against the White Sox uh, there uh, in Chicago. Um, and Matt is taking Eduardo Rodriguez on Sunday Night Baseball, getting uh, the Royals, who also have been a little bit punchless, especially against the lefties. I'm fine with that. Um, Alex, anything stick out to you on Sunday that you're excited to watch? Yeah, I want to watch a little bit of Gossman. And I probably am going to tune into. Oh, I like watching Salazar. That whole Indians yeah. rotation fun. is like is like porn to me. Yeah. Salazar hasn't been that great. Admittedly, no, he's, he's been dealing with injury, and I, I yeah. want to see if he can 
bounce back and have a full outing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I, all year he's been walking like four per nine, which was an alarm bell from the start, but he was able to make it work up until like right before the injury. And now with the injury, everything's been conflated and, you know, it's it's been bad. So, yeah, I'm actually interested to see how this kind of develops throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, he was able to make it work until he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tyler Skaggs is going, you know, he was on a roll a bit. He had to go to Toronto and that went badly. Well, now he has to go to now Detroit. He's going to Detroit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's bad luck. <laughs> I, I'm like, I like you, but not in these matchups, man. Like, that is, <laughs> that is not, it's unfortunate for you because you're interesting. Um, Brad, anything sticking out to you on Sunday? I want to see Homer Bailey pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's bounced back, kind hopefully. Of, yeah, he, he, he's kind of been all over the place. It, it's not that I think that he'll have a good outing. It's, uh, I'm just curious, really, yeah. who he is now and uh, how he'll perform against the Diamondbacks offense. That's uh, not great against righties, yeah. uh, but it's still a good offensive environment, so it'll be a challenge for him. Yeah. And then the other one I'm sort of interested in, just because of the the, the mystique and the lore of the Pirates, is Ivan Nova. He's actually sure. been pretty good since coming over to <laughs> Pittsburgh. I know. Uh, coming it's... off a complete game win. It's, yeah, it's weird, you know, kind of, okay. You, you can say the magic words, you know, Ray Searage, I suppose, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there, but at least enough to, to be interesting. I'm not buying, but I'm interested. I agree. Uh, and he gets the Brewers, who Matt and I were streaming against all week because they strike out more than anybody in baseball. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that kind of pitcher that you kind of halfway believe in, you can send him to Milwaukee and get eight strikeouts. You know, they're just... They're doing that right now. Uh, yeah, they're, I feel like the Milwaukee lineup's kind of the opposite of the Giants lineup right now because Milwaukee can score a bit, but they strike out like crazy. And I'm like, the Giants are cold and not hitting, but they're not giving you any Ks either. Uh, in terms of trying to pick against them, they're kind of the opposites right now. So, uh, an yeah. example of the Brewers lineup and scoring. So the other day, Teller Anderson got ten strikeouts and lost. Yeah. <laughs> I we streamed him. Yeah, we had John Gray one day and Tyler Anderson the next, and I think we got ten strikeouts out of both of them. You know, uh, that's just where they're at right now. So if you want a Von Nova, I'm not fully endorsing it, but I'm certainly interested. And a month ago, yeah, I'm just curious to see him. I'm not using him. <laughs> a month ago, I would have laughed at it, and now I'm like, all right, well, let's see. I'm at least interested. I'm at least checking that box score. Yeah, for sure. Well, that should about do it for us for today's show. Brad is on Twitter at Baseball18. Brad writing about uh, DFS and uh, Dynasty and all things fantasy baseball. You got anything special going on, Brad? Uh, not too much going on right now, baseball-wise. Uh, starting to pick out some topics for the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always have a lot of people telling me during the season that they miss the off season stuff because it's all like deeper strategy and tactics stuff. And in season, it's a lot more transactional player picks type things. And uh, that's just because that's what people want to pay me to do. Sure. And <laughs> I have to earn a living. Uh, but uh, I, I like the off-season stuff. I get to do more and uh, starting to work on it. Sure, sure. Right on. Well, yeah, Brad is on Twitter at Baseball18. Uh, Alex, what have you been uh, up to? What have you been writing? What should we look for? I don't really ever have a game plan until the night before. I usually just write player profiles at this point. I've been kind of specializing in like the one-man profile and mm-hmm. uh, trying to identify how he's changed and improved and how sustainable that is. And I think I've been excelling at that for a little while now, so that's kind of my groove. Um, <laughs> but I haven't really written much in August. I've been trying to pack up because I'm moving 
actually oh, yeah. in October. So I uh, planning to be one of Hawaii's only uh, fantasy analysts. Watch oh. all the games end at 7 p.m. So leaving the state. Leaving the state. Yeah, man. Sorry. It's yeah. going to be only you. Actually, oh, yeah. I guess Jeff Sullivan's here too, right? Yeah, Jeff's here, and I think uh, Dave Cameron's moving here. I think I read it. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's looking at houses in Bend. He said he's looking in Bend. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. No, there's there's writers here for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Alex is on Twitter at Dolph Haldhagen. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, Paul Faldegan. Uh Yeah, check him out. You know, another one of our writers here at Rotographs, for sure, doing those profiles. So, um, yeah. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you back on the show here before we wind things down. Uh, thanks, guys. It was fun. Time. Yeah, and uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Love to hear from you guys. Um, we do shows Monday through Friday. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. Good luck with your picks, and we'll see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.